Hey, all you listeners, it's Maylee Thomas. It's Texas Homegrown Music Time, and I've got a guest today by the name of Trish Cramblett, and she is an amazing singer-songwriter. I caught her on the West Coast while she was visiting with her son over the holidays, so she was very sweet to go ahead and do this interview with me. And so I don't want to take up a lot of time. I want to get to it. But I do want to say, Trish, I decided to play a song for you today, and it's called Tell Me. And it was written um, when I found out um, my son was going through some things and he just couldn't talk about it. I've got two boys, and actually both of them have gone through this period where they, you know, they just started having all these feelings and they couldn't really talk about it because I guess... Uh, they were always told by people they needed to be strong and they needed to put on this front. And I I don't buy into that at all. I think a guy that can cry and that can share their feelings is very important in this world. So if we wrote a song called Tell Me. So this is a song for you, Trish, and your relationship with your son. And I hope that uh, you're having a wonderful time with him. And for all you moms out there that have boys, this is for you. It's called Tell Me. It's on my Revelations record. And I'll be right back with my interview, Trish Cramplett, right here on Texas Homegrown Music. Tell me what you're feeling 
Hey everybody, it's Maylee Thomas here with Texas Homegrown Music and my guest Trish Cramblett. Trish, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, absolutely. I and I um I understand I just so my my listening audience can know this that uh you're on the West Coast right now hanging out, right? Right. You're in the Pacific time right. zone yeah. and we are having this interview and um thank you so much for being pliable with me because um, I kind of had to let you know the last minute. Can you give me a few more minutes? I was busy naming a beer, if you can believe that. And so there's a competition <laughs> going on across the state. That sounds fun. And so my husband, being the mayor, was asked to, to come in and with our local brewery. We were sitting around and doing a little uh, think tank and coming up with some names. And we were we were having a good time with it. And I was like, guys, I really need to go. And they were like, you can't go. <laughs> So that sounds like a lot of fun. That was a lot of fun. And I actually had a little more beer than I needed to because they, they, they kept having <laughs> this taste, all these different beers, and they're all really good. So anyway, right. thank you so you much. Gotta know what you're naming. So, right? yeah. yeah. So thank you so much for um for being being um so sweet to let me do that. Well, I just want to say this. I I would shed it a lot last night. I like to take a bath late at night, put my headset on and listen to music, um, especially, you know, my upcoming um, interviewees. And I listen to your stuff, Trish. And girl, I can see where I read that you've been writing for quite a while, but you've got such a gift and such a talent. And I'm so glad that you didn't leave this on the back burner after hearing about uh, your I, life. And so very quickly, I'll just say, I read that you, I appreciate um, that. you were born in Oklahoma. Is that right? Yes. Or, yeah. Born, born in, to a British mom born, and an Okie dad. That's right. Yeah. My mom was from London and my dad was from a small town, uh, Holdenville in Oklahoma, population 7,000. And uh, he was in the service and they met in England and, uh, he brought her back to the States. Yeah. So we spent some time over there, some and, and here. And doing a lot of traveling, obviously, with um, somebody in the military. I'm very familiar with it. My my son just came home from a six-year stint in the Army. So I, oh, I, wow. I, get it. I understand Oh, my it. God. That's fantastic. But yeah. um, so, girl, when did you get the bug and when did you realize this was something you really wanted to do? Um, You know, when I was a kid, I guess I got a guitar when I was like six or seven. It was just oh, wow. an absolute very, very early on. piece of junk. I mean, it just, it, you know, I, I'm sure if I heard it now, I would be mortified. <laughs> but the first thing I started doing was writing songs. And um, I guess my music teacher, we were living in Southern California at one point, and a music teacher kind of zeroed in on me and started putting me out front in different things at school to sing. And I really loved singing. And um, kind of had a, a grown woman's voice at an early age. Okay. And uh, it was kind of to the point where as we moved to different places, different music teachers would kind of tell me to sing a little more quietly. Because <laughs> I'd be singing with choruses or with, you know. Right, where they I, wanted I, you to blend and not necessarily be out front. A hundred percent, which I didn't understand, but, um, yeah, so I, it was kind of a powerful, powerful voice from a small, uh, from a young age. And so, um, yeah, it was, it was, it's been there for a really long time, you know? Um, and, uh, I enjoyed it at one point and then I got self-conscious as I got a little older, you know, peers are terrible. And, uh, so I, I, uh, yeah, I kind of reeled it in a little bit as I got 
into the tween years. Yeah, well, yeah. you know, like that middle school age where you're a little bit awkward and you start listening to what people think and say, and instead of being 100%. authentic to yourself. And uh, I have a real heart right. for kids at that age because I remember that's kind of the hardest time in your life. It's tough. It's tough, especially when you're changing schools. Oh, yeah. So, um, yeah. So got a thick skin in some ways, but, you know, learn to kind of keep a low profile until you were settled into a school, that kind of right. thing. Yeah. So yeah. Um, where do you, where, where did you draw all that inspiration from? I think I, I think I read somewhere where you were a big uh, Aretha Fran, fan and Burt Backrack and then, and then some of the classics and. Oh, yeah. So, you know, I mean, I, I spent time in Oklahoma and in the South and so I was constantly surrounded by outlaw country at the time. Okay. And we're talking, you know, the 60s, early 70s. Right. And then we sometimes lived in England. And, um, yeah, my mom and my aunt li listened to Burt Bacharach and uh, Dinah Ross and Aretha. And, you know, it was just the time, yeah. too. I mean, we were all steeping in the greatest music that was ever made, as far as I'm concerned. And... Um, it was everywhere all the time. And one radio station could play every genre. Yeah, that was I, I miss that. Cool about back in. Yeah, I do too. So you could be listening to rock one minute and Aretha would come on the next. And so I think, you know, I loved music. I loved learning other musicians' lyrics. I loved to sing along. And um, I, I felt like, you know, that's probably one of the best ways to learn how to write songs is just really listening to what's going on in the songs you love, you know, uh, Carol King, Paul Simon, I mean, all these incredible songwriters at the time and you just based in it, you know? And so, yeah, we, hearing a lot when I was overseas that you might not hear here in, in the States. So I, I feel like I got a really nice variety of genres growing up. Well, it sounds you know? like it. And, you know, I, I talk about it a lot because you're talking in my era. Um, I feel so fortunate to have grown up at a time when we didn't have, um, you weren't pigeon held to a style um, early no. on. It was really, you were just an entertainer. And um, so, you know, you could hear so many different genres, like you said, on one radio station. Right. And right. Um, you weren't just stuck listening to one style all the time. And I love that. No. And I miss it. No, it was fantastic. I miss it a lot too. Yeah. And I, you know, it, it's interesting when we lived in England, when I was a small child, um, they have all kinds of music on the television all the time. And that's where I saw Jimi Hendrix lighting his guitar on, on fire, you know, as a small child. And I, you know, I, mean, I remember where I was when I saw that, you know? Um, so yeah, it, it, you know, I sometimes long for that time period for a variety of reasons. Well, yes. Yeah, so the, yeah, we'll just, we won't get into politics. We won't right, talk right. about where we are oh, as, no, not as a country or as a world. Oh, no, no. But um, yeah, I, you know, I'm just a hippie. So I continue to be a hippie even um, in my, in my sixties these days. And I can tell you that um, I have felt like a lot of the musicians that come up now and they talk about that 70s, 60s and 70s music and they go back to that vibe. I'm just so lucky that I grew up with that music. Oh, you me know, too. That was the time. Me too. And it was authentic yeah. and people were, um, 
you know, we were, we were constantly writing songs about what we were going through, but with what we were going through, it was pretty kind of cool, even though I know there was a lot of stuff going on. And I mean, you know, we, like I said, we're not going to get political, but what I love about now is that we have a new generation of kids. My children love listening to that era of music. Oh and yeah, are inspired absolutely. by it. And a good song is a good yeah. song. I say, uh, is a good song is a good song, no matter when it was written. Oh, a hundred percent. Yeah, we draw I was from in the that. car the other. Absolutely, I was in the car the other day with my son, and he said, "Can we listen to something in particular?" And he got my iPhone and he put on a Cream tune. Yeah, you know Eric Clapton. Like I raised this one right. Yeah, he did. <laughs> yep, yep. I love it. Well, so, um, I have a daughter named Layla, so you can imagine what we been, oh, what we go. do in our family. Of My course. husband's a guitar player, so there you go. Um, well, oh, okay. so Trish, you um, you kind of went through life and and put your music on the back burner for a while. Yeah, I did. I um, I got married. I guess when I was twenty six, and within a couple years, had a child. And then pretty quickly, I, I was married probably four and a half, five years, got divorced, and um, I was a single mom for years. And I was always writing, um, but, you know, I, I had a job to keep a roof over our heads and um, being in bars till two or three in the morning playing gigs, I just couldn't Hard to do as align that mom. with, sure, not, and just not how I wanted to, I wanted you know, to be pretty present for, for him and him to have a pretty normal childhood. And so, um, but you know, by the time he got into junior high, I started taking guitar lessons again. And, uh, that's how I met my partner. As a matter of fact, he was my guitar teacher. And the funny thing is I started taking guitar lessons. And the first thing I did is I just couldn't stop writing that. That's the first thing that happens for me with any instrument is I, I feel like I never get fantastic at any instrument, but I write songs as I'm learning well, that's awesome. it. So, you know, and if that's all you do it with, it's I, fantastic. But I know you play guitar. Yeah, I do play guitar. Yeah. And I, you know, I, I am surrounded by some really great musicians. I've got some great guys in my band and I've worked with a couple of great producers. And so I'm very aware of my skill level. Um, but at the end of the day, I'm a singer songwriter and the melody and the lyric are what are really, really important to me. Because I can always hire somebody to play really great. Guitar, well, girl, you know? you've got the <laughs> melody and the up. lyric down, and um, so Thank you've you. been. You know, we'll we'll talk about it because we're gonna we're gonna play a song. You've you've released. I'm I'm gonna say, is it three or four studio records now? Three studio records and this fourth uh, EP with a, which is five songs. The other albums have ten each, and this one has five. And then, as I was saying before, I have another EP coming out um, mid year two thousand twenty four here. So, I just kind of split this last album in two essentially. Well, uh, and, and you know, I, I I tell people all the time that you know in today's world. Albums are great, and I think it's important for us to be able to, especially if you have a group of songs that you want to put together. But the right. way we listen to music now with the streaming thing, it's almost like you could yeah. you could get a lot of mileage on a single for a while before you even have to worry about having all of those songs together. So I think EPs sure. are great. Absolutely. I think it's a great way to bring out some music and uh, kind of break it up a little bit. And heck, on the other side of it, financially, it's expensive to put together. Um, you know, to go in and, and do is. everything all at once. It is. So um, it good is. for Absolutely. you. You get a little more mileage out of that 10 song 
album by releasing right. those two EPs. Well, we're going to play um, the title track off of this EP that you just dropped on New Year's Eve. It's called Imposter. Give me a little bit of feedback on that before we play it for our, our listening audience. Okay. I uh, often write, write songs when I'm driving down the street, and I had the chorus come into my my head uh, impo- of imposter. And at first I was going to write about imposter syndrome, but the more I kind of work towards that, the more I thought, you know, this is more about me or anybody my age or anybody that's had to overcome something to be able to get to do what they want to do. And so it's more of a defiant tune about, you may think I'm an imposter, but I'm not. So that's good for you. Well, I am so thrilled to be able to play it for our listening audience. This is Trish Cramblett. The song is called Imposter off of her new EP that she just dropped on New Year's Eve. And I'm so happy that I have her on the show this soon, right after it dropped. And I get to share her music with you. And when she she comes back, we're going to talk about all this other music that she's got out there for you guys to take advantage of. And that's what I'm that's what I want you to do. That's what this show is about, is to share Texas artists with you and um, get you honed in so that if you see her playing somewhere around you, you get out there and get there quickly. And, and I, I, I guess you still go by Trish Cramblett and the Bad Habits. Is that right? The Bad Habits. That's there right. you go. Yeah. Well, we're going to play Imposter right now. We'll be right back right here on Texas Homegrown Music with yours truly, Mary. I don't fear the mold. And I won't play the Say I'm an imposter. 
back with Trish, and um, she's got so much music out there, you guys, that... I, I mean, I spent literally like an hour and a half last night. I couldn't decide on where to go and what to do because every time I played a song, I was like, oh my gosh, I love the message behind that one. And oh, I can definitely tell that you've listened to a lot of storytellers um, as far as writers. Certainly, whether you've listened to it or not, it's your gift. And you took me places. Thank you. You definitely took Thank me you. places. So um, let's talk about this journey through these records that you've got. I mean, just so everybody knows, you've got um, uh, full-length records out there called um, The Margins, um, Ain't Your Angel, Supernova. Um, tell yeah. me where, you know, maybe just pull a little sn- snippets from each one that you can highlight and tell me what they meant to you and, and what you were trying to say. And do you feel like you are you got the message across? Uh, I hope so. Let me put put it that way. Um, Ain't Your Angel was my first, and I worked with Paul Beebe. Um, he was the first you know, time I'd done some recording. He was my producer, and he plays most of the instruments on the album, too. Um, I play the acoustic guitar, sing. My partner, Dave Payne, played some, too. And um, it was a great first experience. Frankly, he, I think if it had been a, a different kind of temperament, uh, attitude towards a new artist... Uh, I might not have made a second, but he was really nurturing and great and, and showed me the way. And these were songs, some of which I had written, you know, 15, 20 years ago and polished up. Uh, once we started recording, I started writing new tunes. It, you know, it just really motivated me. And so uh, Your Angel is a compilation of things I'd written a long time ago and and some stuff I'd written during the recordings. And I, I think my writing improved as we were recording for some reason. Well, um, I, I think that's how it is as an artist. And, you know, in whatever genre you are, my daughter is an artist in, uh, you know, painting and, and drawing and stuff. And she always talks to me about how, oh, mom, that was that was back then. And I, that's not as right. good as what I do now. And I'm like, yes, it is. Right. I love it. It's still, it still represents you, but that's how we are. Um, and that's, that's great because that's what we yeah. need to do. We need to evolve and we need to always grow right. and learn from the it. Growth is you, you see your own growth. And I, I don't know why so many of us shy away from the old stuff. Um, but you know, that's how it happens. And, um, the second album is the margins and, um, that was kind of a bittersweet album for me in many ways. My dad had passed away, um, and I uh, a lot of things were going on. My home had flooded. You know, my dad had passed away, and so uh, there's a lot of very reflective, some pretty serious stuff on that album. Um, I had met a homeless person that I befriended and was trying to help, and wrote the title track, "The Margins." Also. Um, uh, was working with Paul Beebe on that album. Again, it was kind of the same setup, Paul, my partner, Dave Payne. And, you know, we had different people coming in. Um, some people from my band that I play with, which is uh, Mark Riddell is on bass. Isaiah Gill is on drums. Willie T. Golden on lap. He's amazing. And then John Shelton. Uh, I guess John came later. Um, so but those some of those guys played on that album too. So, and then... Um, Supernova was all written during COVID and um, it's, there's some pretty dark stuff on there. (laughs) I will say um, just, I spent a lot of time alone. I wrote a lot of the lyrics while I was on long walks in the woods because that's kind of something you could do during COVID. 
and again worked with Paul Beebe. And um, the title track is a little more exper experimental in, in terms of, I think, sonic space um, and some of the harmonies and kind of had a different sound than any of the stuff before. Um, and then this particular, this last uh, EP here was a combination. I recorded partially with Edgewater Studio and John Shelton is my guitar player in my band now. And he is partner with uh, Derek Hames in, in Houston and Edgewater Studio. And I did two songs with them. And then I got the opportunity to work with Chris Masterson and Eleanor uh, Whitmore and Bonnie Whitmore out in L.A. And Chris uh, produced three of the tunes on this last one. And, um, you know, across the board, everybody I've worked with is insanely good. I have been so incredibly lucky. They're all kind. They're all freakishly talented. They just kind of bring everything to life. You know, I go in with a basic singer-songwriter tune on acoustic guitar and what the direction they have taken some of this stuff. Um, and they, you know, listen to me when I have ideas. It's, it's really been a very um, exciting and, uh, and creative experience. Well, me. when you find people that you can collaborate with and they still keep your music authentic to what you originally oh, yeah. felt and sound um, or hear, that's very special because this, you know, and and I, I mean, I know that, you know, we when we bring in a producer, we're always taking a chance. And a lot of times people will listen to um, stuff that they've done and they choose a producer based on material that they've heard them do before correct? Right. Um, right. Mm -hmm. At the same time, you're, you know, it's a, it's a, it's a tough thing because you're giving them your baby. You're giving them this thing that you created and yet you birthed and you're saying here, I want you to hear this. Tell me what you think or, or you know, what, what, what do you think you should add to it? Did you, right. did you, um, have you evolved to where you speak up a little bit more now or, um, you know, because I can tell you from my experience in the past, there's been a few times that I've felt like a song went a direction that I really didn't want it to go. And sometimes it snowballed so fast towards that, that I felt like I couldn't put the brakes on. And then I ended up with a tune produced and done that I was like, well, it's not really the direction I wanted to go with it. Yeah. I mean, there's been a couple of times, uh, I think when I first started out, something got rolling and it started sounding a lot happier. Um, that's, that's the wrong word. It, it was a bittersweet tune and some of the harmonies and stuff, it just started going in a direction and like, I just didn't put it on the album. Yeah. And I, I retooled it and put it on the next there album. There you go. And then, um, but I have had a, a few instances, um, that I can't go into do detail. No, I know. You know, yeah, I get but, it. But they're minor. They're they're minor enough uh, to where. But yes, I have gotten. It, it's more a question of, um, really going in and knowing what I want now. Well, that's what I was wondering if if you feel like you've yes. evolved to the place now where you go in a little more secure in who you are, what it is that yeah. you want to say, the direction you want the song to go in. Because I, you know, like I said, reading about you and you've said it about yourself on your own website that you write some dark things and you write about deep, um, 
uh, you know, hurts and you, you, you I mean, yeah. you write about life, which, which, which most of us hope we do when we are writing, uh, if we're a singer songwriter yeah. and we're writing very reflective sometimes about our life or something that we've witnessed. But, um, do you feel like now, um, as you've honed in your craft a little bit more, uh, that you're a little more, more secure and saying, ah, that's not really what I hear there. Not really where I want to go. Yeah. Yeah. I really am. I, um, it's, but you know, to be honest with you, I've been incredibly lucky. Uh, there haven't been very many instances of things happening or directions or suggestions that I'm not happy with. I, I, uh, have kind of lucked out and people kind of hearing what I'm hearing to a certain extent. I, you know, also, you know, you, you don't want to be too controlling because you're hiring these people for what for their they skill, can right. contribute. Yeah, for their gift. Right. And so I don't want to micromanage anyone. Um, and I, you know, even though my name's on it and I'm the one paying for the recordings, I do try to be open. Uh, but yeah, if there's something that just, like I had somebody try to change a couple of chords in a song and I wrote the whole song around those chords and they're, they're different. And, um, yeah, no, thank you. I, you know, you I'm going to do this it in there. Even if it doesn't turn out great, it's mine. Yeah, there you go. Well, that's what I mean. That's what that's what I'm talking about. And but you know, it sounds like you've already you've got a team of people that you've been playing with and working with that actually understand probably how you think and how you play, and um and kind of already get it. That's part of the that's part of the gift of having people that you've had with you for a while. How long have you and your partner been playing together and working together? I started taking from him probably 20 years ago. Oh, wow. And okay. uh, we've been together 17 years. And, um, you know, I'm in a really nice position when I'm writing because sometimes I will hear a chord in my head that I cannot pick out. And he'll find it for you? And he can, he's, yeah, yeah he, he's a genius. And I can go in and say, hey, it's somewhere between this and this, but I'm just not locating it. So, um yeah, that and and Paul Beebe, I've worked with him so much, and he is a listener. He really hears what I have to say, which is you know such a breath of fresh air. So yeah, like you said, I'm lucky. I'm a lucky, very lucky person. Well, you're lucky, and you've also okay. you've also put in the ten thousand hours, and you've also <laughs> right. I mean, you know, we I, right? I heard that as a kid, and I was like, what are you talking about? Ten thousand hours is what you need to to really hone your craft. And I, you know, after thirty years of playing live music, I understand now what they mean. Um, the only time I really ever get nervous is when I'm playing with people that I've never played before, and I'm not sure whether or sure. not they get what we're what I should do but um so well real quick um because we're going to play supernova uh, which is the title track off of uh, one of the uh, lps that you put out um give me a little background on that uh supernova I, i started writing this song and i wanted to write this song about love being a natural element like electricity or um and so some of the lyrics kind of hint at at this spontaneous combustion and all that kind of thing. So it's a little tongue in cheek, okay. Um, but also about a boyfriend I had early on, and and uh, it was a bit toxic. 
<laughs> and so it's referring back to that, but trying to write around this concept. Well, I want yeah. to play the song Imposter and, um, okay. you know, I mean, I'm sorry, Supernova. And, um, Supernova, and when we yeah. come back, we'll talk about another song that's very special to you. And after hearing it, I understand why. And um, where people can find you on social media, because that's kind of the way it works nowadays, what we're doing um, with our music is, yeah. is always about how we can find people and where they're playing. So we'll do that. But you're listening to Trish Cramblett right here on Texas Homegrown Music. And we're going to play this title track off of her record called Supernova. And we'll be right back.
Well, I already know you guys love this girl, and so you need to really find her. Um, she's got lots of music out there. So her name is Trish Cramblett, and it's spelled C-R-A-M-B-L-E-T. And um, lots of music for you to choose from. And she's got more coming out. It sounds like you're just a busy writing machine. <laughs> I, I can't, I can't stop. Well, There's that's always something in my thing. head. Yeah. That's a great like, thing. You know, I, I, I've, yeah. I've gotten to where I'm just kind of stalemated for a while. I think my life is too good. I think I write better when I'm really sad and I've been well, so sure. happy for yeah. so long. I, I'm not able to, not able to There's get something so to be said for that. Yeah. <laughs> but, um, so you've got some show, I know you play a lot in Houston, the Houston area. Yeah. Um, yeah. so that's kind of like your, your area, right. And then you do, you, you do come out and, and play some regional stuff as well, but I know you play the continental club down in Houston once in a while. What are some places that people could find you and tell, tell them how to find you on um, social media? Okay. Uh, Instagram, you can find me Trish Cramblett, super simple. I have a website, Trish Cramblett music.com. Okay. Um, you can sample all my music there too. Um, my music itself is on all platforms. If you're looking, oh, and my website has my shows. Okay. Um, obviously, I'm on all platforms. You can find me on all platforms. I do have a Facebook page that I don't keep very up with because people seem to go to Instagram more often now. Uh, that's Trish Cramblett and the Bad Habits, and um, I have not, I don't have any shows in the near future because I've been up in Pacific Northwest and I am trying to uh, get some gigs up here too, slowly. Uh, my son lives up here and we spend a lot of time here now. Um, and it's very different from Texas. Um, and it has its own special thing going on. I do miss Texas right now though. Um, I love the, but, I love the Pacific Northwest though. I spent, uh, it's great. I, you know, my, we took a trip, we went up the PCH all the way up to Seattle, um, a couple of years uh, ago. Yeah. And then I was in Victoria Island a year ago and we saw oh, the whales. So and so it's a beautiful, um, area and it's very, um, you know, of course it's very hip to hippie, the hippie vibe that I live right. in. And so I love right. that, but um, I think that's what I, I, plug into that a lot here. It's, you know, I live in Houston when I'm in Texas and Texas is a very, very different scene. And I've lived there a long time. Um, and it has many virtues, but I think I was ready for something a little slower There you go, and a little cooler. It's so hot there. Yeah. Well, it's and, definitely um, a lot cooler where you are. Yeah. Yeah. And, um, I also, I can walk here everywhere and I do enjoy that and, uh, just being out in nature. So, but yeah, I I play a lot at Continental Club. They're very good to me there. A great group of people run that place. And uh, Dan Electros in Houston play there. Mucky Duck in Houston play there some. Um, as far as I've been trying to get over to Austin, and uh, it's a hard it's a very hard market to break into. <laughs> well, you got some buds there. And I know, um, cause I know Sarah I Hickman's a big fan of yours. And as Sarah and I have known each other and know of each other from the nineties craze in deep Ellum oh, okay. in, in the Dallas area, we both played a lot of clubs in Dallas, uh, at oh, the okay. same time. And, um, so yeah, she's lovely. She's a lovely she's gal. A lovely and I, so yeah, I would reach out to her and, and see about that and, and get in there. Cause you know, the continental club there has that, uh, you know, room that you could get up and 
and do your singer songwriter thing. Sure. So that's right. Let's see if yeah. we can't open up some doors for you there. But um, it's been such a pleasure to get to know you, honey, and to experience you your um, just your life. And I hope that you have a nice visit with your son. I'm really big Thank on. You. Um, making family first, even, um, even when you're in this industry, cause it's, you know, we've heard all the stories and I grew up, my mother's side of the family were all in show business and they uh, did vaudeville. Wow. They did a, a lot of this stuff. And, um, I think probably one of the things that my grandmother told me that she regretted most was that she didn't spend enough time investing in her children. And so I made sure early yeah. on that I took that, um, very seriously and, um, so I applaud you for, um, cause Thank I, you. I reading about you, I know what you did. You took some time off and became mom and wanted to raise your son and be a part of his life. And, um, and now you're able to still enjoy the gift because it didn't go anywhere. It's always been there inside of you. And now, right. now you can feel, um, good about really spending the time to, to, to get your music out there, knowing that you gave your son your life and your love and your support and, and uh, what he needed at, at that time. And so I applaud you for doing that, Trish. Thank you. I know a lot of people Thank don't. You. And so I just want well, to tell I, you that I, I noticed it. And as soon as I read about you, you, I was like, okay, she's a jewel. She's already got my heart because she um, is a mom first. Yeah. I thank you very much. I, yeah. He's my biggest fan. Um, and even at one point I was kind of thinking about hanging up, hanging it up, you know, and he was like, do not stop. And I, you know, it's, it's really sweet. We have a great relationship. And so, um, Is he musical? Yeah, does he play anything? Does he want to play? Does he? he he's more of a theater guy. Okay. Perfect. He's a th- yeah. He, he's in theater and stuff has theater degree and stuff. So that's his, that's, that's his awesome. Calling. That's great. So yeah. Wonderful. Well, yeah. Shoot. That's, that's even better. So, um, yeah, <laughs> he's got his own. Thing. Yeah. He's got his own art artistic, uh, way of, uh, showing life and doing life. So, well, thank right. you so much for being on the show, honey. I appreciate thank it. You for having and me. for taking the time, um, in, and tell your partner hi for me. And I hope I get to meet you in person and give you a big hug soon. And I'm just gonna share some more music with you, with our people here. It's a called, it's called that song. And when I listened to yeah. this, Oh, it just tugged at my heart. Some of those lines uh-huh. that you said, I mean, this is one of those picturesque kind of things. You want to share a little bit about it before we play it? Sure, sure. I, you know, uh, had mentioned that I did uh, junior high and high school. I lived in a rural town in Oklahoma, population 7,000. It's where my dad was from. And we lived all over the country and my parents wanted to settle us down there in a small town. And it's just about me leaving that town. Uh, You know, there were good things and there were bad things. Um, But that's where my youth was spent, my formative years. And um, this song is about that. Well, and my classmates, other people I knew then. Well, yeah. it's a beautiful song and I know it's going to touch your Thank heart. You. So you guys don't forget Trish Cramblett. Get online, download her music. She's got another EP coming out soon. But she, this EP that she just dropped um, called Imposter has got some great stuff on it. And it's what her music is the kind of music that you can literally play and it will take you on a journey through life because there's so much in it that talks about what we go through, the real things that we go through in life. So thank you so much for being so, um, just, just being so open to share those things and, and, and thank you. I appreciate it. And we'll be right back right here on Texas homegrown music right now. We're going to play that song by Trish Cramblett. 
There's another song by Trish for you called Lie to Me. And um, I don't know. I, I just had to play that song because it makes me feel good, even though the message isn't so great. But I do love the song. It's called Lie to Me by Trish Cramblett once again. Well, that's the close of another show that I enjoyed so much getting to know her. And I tell you, she just stole my heart when I found out that, that uh, she actually put her career on hold to be able to be a great mom for her son. And I think that's a beautiful thing. I don't think there's enough musicians out there that actually understand how important it is for us to be present in our children's lives. If you've got the gift, it'll still be there later on. And um, it just depends on what it is you want to do. But as a single mom, I think it was wonderful that she did that. And now she's come back strong and writing like crazy and putting out some great music. So thank you for that, Trish. You stole my heart. And I just want to say once again, thank you guys for listening every week um, to the different artists that I bring to you. As you can see, there are so many of them out there in Texas that you don't even know about that are wonderful performers, singers, songwriters, artists. And that's my job to bring them more to you. And I just want to thank Guitar Sanctuary and Burris Injury Law for making it possible. Let me give you a little... Um, um, idea of something to do at the end of this month on Friday night, January 26th at the Guitar Sanctuary or actually at the Sanctuary and Music and Events Center in McKinney, Texas we have a fundraiser called Leave Your Hat On. It's going to be such a fun night and I know you know these guys the Buffalo Ruckus Acoustic Duo is going to be there and they're going to be playing some of their great music. My band will be playing. We'll have live and silent auctions. You can wear your hat or you can be prepared to buy a hat. We've partnered with the McKinney Hat Company right there on the beautiful historic downtown McKinney and uh, Love Life Foundation is presenting this night of fun and we'll be raising money for a dear beautiful soul named Kim Hughes who needs our help with medical expenses so if you guys can come out I hope you'll be a part of it you can get tickets or you can find them at the door but um, they're $50 a person or table for four for 200 with Hutchins barbecue and lots of great music and fun to go along with that so it's a great deal and I hope to see you guys there once again thanks for tuning in to Love Life I mean to I'm sorry Texas Homegrown Music remember to love life you get out of it what you put into it we'll see you next time peace out everybody